Welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Counting down movies, music, TV, and pop culture. One top five at a time. And now, here are the two peas. Good afternoon, good evening, welcome in to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. So glad that you have joined us this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'm also excited because of the topic and because of the guest that I have along with me. This is Gerald with you. And the other P on the pod this week is Daniel Hindo from The Movie Journey. Daniel, welcome back, brother. How you doing? Good, mate. Thank you for having me back on. Uh, it's uh, it's always good to have a little guest spot during uh, these trying times. It's always good to have a little bit of extra fun throughout the week. So, of course, yeah, when you ask me if you want to come back on, absolutely, for sure. I'm here for sure. I appreciate it, man. And obviously, this is tough, a tough time in, well, the world, because you're over there in Australia, and I'm in America, and yeah. we're both going through it. I mean, Yeah, we're all feeling how, it. How you, how you holding up? I mean, you doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Uh, I I work in retail, so I mm. have a lot of uh, like I guess um, a lot of people coming in who are you know wearing their gloves and their masks and always asking for the, the essentials that we don't have. And it, it it was it really really hit hard like about a month ago when all that toilet paper stuff was going on. But it's calmed down since. But there's still a lot of uh, social distancing and. I've seen several customers like yelling at each other, like, stay away from me, get away from me. And it's, it's quite right. interesting. Right. Do you work in a location or in a spot that has toilet paper that sells that? Yeah. Yeah. We're, oh, we, our, sto- our stock is back now. That's crazy. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, we, <laughs> we started this thing and we only had, when, when all this started like a month ago or whatever, we had like maybe 10 rolls and me and my wife were like, yeah, we're good. We're good. <laughs> and then and we were, you know, and then this past week it got down, we're down to our like last couple rolls and we have two small kids and we're like, okay, we might want to start thinking about it. And I just like, ironically, they had them like every time we've gone to the store in the last month, none of our local stores had toilet paper. And then I just happened to be at the store. Like this is maybe four or five days ago yeah. and they, and they had toilet paper, but it's the first time I had seen it. And it also happened to be the first time that we quote unquote needed it. So it's perfect timing. Uh, lucky for me, I don't usually win the lottery <laughs> like that, but uh, got to take poo-poos, you know what I mean? So we got to have right. something. <laughs> well, look, man, I know it's tough, but I, I appreciate you carving out a little time to be on the peas, brother. You've been on before. I've been on your show before, uh, and you know I love you, man. So thanks for so much for coming back. Tell everyone what we are counting down. What's our top five list this evening, Daniel? We're going to be doing our top five heist movies. Yeah, we are. A heist film. Uh, this has been on the old agenda for quite a while for my show because I love a good heist movie. There's a couple that, uh, couple movies that really inspired me to want to do this list because they're a couple of my favorite of all time that I'm going to mention this evening. What about you, man? I mean, I know you said you did uh, a draft with heist movies not too long ago, which I purposely did not listen to because I didn't want to get any. I didn't want to get any spoilers for your list. But I mean, coming up with this top five was this easy for you? How did it go? 
Uh, I must say that draft we did was uh, quite controversial over some of the picks that mm. were, were done there. So you might see some of those picks come back up here. Uh, I've got a mixture. I think I think I've used the word heist very broad. I guess I, I, I'm pretty sure I've got at least one controversial pick here that you might uh, chastise me for. But it's mm. always good. To, always good for a, a conversation. So we'll see. Well, I was talking to my wife about this list earlier because I always kind of try to get her feedback just because I hate to like overlook something obvious. So I always kind of ask like, Hey, what do you think of this, this, or this? And, um, I mentioned a couple kind of like what you're saying that I was like, that could kind of be a heist movie. Right. And she's like, well, I mean, it's your show. Anything can be a heist. movie. I don't know if she said it was, or if I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah, I don't know. But well, you'll find out. Cause it's a, uh, it's a very high up on my list and it's kind of walking that abstract line. Do you know what I mean? Well, I must say, all the ones I've picked, I they were on the Google's list of heist movies. That's that's that was my clarification. Oh, okay, all right. Well, we'll see how it goes, man. I mean, I you know, like I said, there's one on my list that might raise your eyebrows a little bit, and then maybe at the end of the episode, you can tell me a little bit about some of those controversial picks from yeah, the absolutely. episode episode that you guys did as well. Five. Four, three, two, one. And here we go. But uh, Hendo's here. We're doing our top five heist movies. I'm excited uh, to bang this one out. So I got, I'm going to be making a n- notes here of everyone's picks. What do you got, man? You want to start us off, Daniel? What is your number five, brother? Sure. My number five is Ocean's Eleven. What? Need a reason. I don't say money. Why do this? Why not do it? Because yesterday I walked out of the joint after losing four years of my life and you're cold decking teen beat cover boys. Because the house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes, the house takes you. Unless when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big and then you take the house. Been practicing this speech a little bit. Did I rush it? Felt like I rushed. No, it's good. I liked it. TV thing was harsh. Oh, lo- low. Yeah, brother. I thought it would be. <laughs> wow. Are you talking about the 2001? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Why'd you yeah. pick it? Ah, oh, this is this isn't the this is like the definition of style, isn't it? This this yeah. movie is so suave. What a cast as well. Like getting that massive ensemble together. Steven Soderbergh. He directed the the absolute crap out of this film. It is. Like the the way that the whole heist gets set up and the way you get things revealed to you as you go along, like how they manage to put every little piece together, you think that maybe it's actually going wrong, but no, it's been been a big setup the whole time. The whole thing, it just it's so smooth and fluent, and it works so well with everyone together. Like no one really steps over on each other's toes as well. They're all they know, they know their place in the film, and it works fantastic. I agree, man. This one's coming up on my list later, so I, I won't dive too deep into it, but I, I think it's a great pick. Sure. <laughs> and I think, I mean, it's hard really, especially if you've seen this. I mean, if you haven't seen it, I guess it might be different, but if you've seen this movie, in my opinion, it's hard to not think of this movie almost right away when you hear the term heist movie, right? Yeah, yeah, I absolutely. Mean, definitely kind of the definition of that. So great pick, man. So Ocean's Eleven is getting us started over on your list. 
All right, so my number five, you know, I said that there was a couple controversial ones, but this is pretty obviously a heist movie, and it's also fairly recent. It's about 10 years old now, which I couldn't believe when I looked it up. I was like, man, 2010, but came out in 2010. It was directed by Ben Affleck. He's also mm-hmm. in it. The Town is my yeah. number five. Uh, you a fan of this one? I saw it once, I think, when it first came out, so I don't really remember it too well, but from my memory, I thought it was a really good film. It's great, man. And, I, you know, I love, I don't know, I'm a sucker for, like, the Boston movies, too, movies that take place yep. in Boston. And, obviously, he has roots there, I mean, with Goodwill Hunting, and he's from there, and, you know, he's, he's just known as being just a Boston native. And uh, you could tell that the passion behind it because of that. I feel like, ironically, Ben Affleck does his best work when it involves Boston in some way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think you think Ben, As- ben Affleck Boston? Yeah, uh, I immediately go to Google Hunting as well. Oh yeah, for sure, yeah. and that's obviously a classic. But I mean, you got Jeremy Renner in there, John Hamm, who's playing one of the FBI agents, kind of hunting them down. Blake Lively, kind of young in her career, was great in this. Uh, just a great cast. It's, it's a tense movie, a lot of action. That great opening scene, man, where they're wearing the the nun masks and yeah. and the car chase and everything. I'm sure you remember that scene. Definitely. Uh, just a great film. I mean, it's I, I haven't revisited this one in too long. It's been a few years since I saw this one last, but I just remember I, I like we'll talk about it real quick. But I mean, do you like Ben Affleck more as an actor or a director? Because I tend Ooh. to go director, even though his resume is a lot shorter as far as director goes. But I, could, I probably could you, say director because I think I think nearly if not all of his films he's directed, I really enjoyed where there's a lot of Ben Affleck acted films that I, I don't care too much for. So I think he's got a really good track record for his directed films. Yeah, I agree. I, I just, I really like him as a director. I mean, I just saw the way back that he was in uh, yeah. the new, the new film that he was in this kind of like sports movie. And I thought that, that was the first time I had seen him do like really good, like passionate acting job in a long time, probably like you, five, six years. You didn't buy him as Batman. Uh, I'm not. I, I know that he. Did, I know he does have some fans uh, for Batfleck, but I, I don't know. It's, it's just hard for me to. I, I never got into him as Batman. Yeah, fair but, enough. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, know. he's he, he's pretty good in it. Like, I, I think I, I'm. I don't really like Batman vs Superman at all, but I would say he's mm-hmm. the best part of that film. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, not that they're saying a whole lot, but no, yeah. no not at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shout out to Nick there. I know he loves Batman versus Superman. <laughs> Nick, baby, uh, socks. Yeah, come on, <laughs> Nick. All right, so the town was my number five. Uh, back over to you. So your five was Ocean's Eleven. What's your number four, man? Okay, uh, I, I don't know how I'm going to go with these films. I don't know what you're going to think. Here we go. Number uh, four for me is Reservoir Dogs. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's on my list too, but it's in my honorable okay. mentions. Okay, cool. So yeah. I wasn't sure if we were how, like how. Uh, close we could go with heist films because there's do you classify a bank robbery as a heist like for me i definitely have so yeah. uh, if you if you weren't going to classify bank robberies as a heist i think the the heist uh, genre really gets thinned out pretty quickly so having reservoir dogs on the list for sure uh for a heist film for me because it's quentin tarantino reservoir dogs is just one of my all-time favorites it's it's electric the the screenplay that he's got here the chemistry between these guys the the action the way it's told the non-linear structure it's, it's so easily quotable it's i think i've seen this film god it has to be at least 10 times yeah it's uh, it's one of my favorites i like this one too man where's this one fall for you and tarantino's catalog i feel like it's uh, probably fourth maybe third oh really yeah, yeah. I, I love this one because it obviously 
started, you know, the Tarantino yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing, you know what I mean? But as far as like just sitting down and watching a movie, this is probably not one of the top that I would like rewatch of Tarantino's, even though I love it. It's a, it's on my list too. It falls about my seven. I want to say it's my six or seven. I'll, I'll look okay. at it here in a minute, but I do love this movie. I also feel like there's another Tarantino that could be arguably a better heist movie. That's also in my honorable mentions. Ooh, uh, okay. Yeah. But no, I mean, come on, man. I mean, it's Tarantino and it's his first movie, obviously just a stellar cast just doing their thing here. Yeah, uh, so really, I think really, it's, really I think showing what he's what he's capable of. Like, for, yeah, for me, this is the one that started him, and Pulp Fiction like finessed him. That, that that's the one that brought him to the front and center. Right. No, I feel that, brother. Uh, yeah. Good pick. So, Reservoir Dogs is your number four. So yeah. far, you, so far, you're going pretty classic, man. I mean, this is pretty classic picks. Mine are, mine might be a little. I don't know. They might stir <laughs> the pot here a little bit. Uh, so, listen, this is a recent film uh, for my number four, and it's okay. a movie that I didn't see when it came out, and I wanted to really badly. It got some Oscar buzz that year that it came out. It came out in 2016. Uh, it got some Oscar buzz for some acting, also for some directing and some other things. I think I, I think I know what this is. And it was so well-received, and I was so bummed that I didn't catch it, and I actually just saw it. I could look in my letterbox, but I feel like I just saw it for the first time like maybe six months ago, uh, okay. and, I've, and I've already watched it twice since then. So oh, okay. I've, seen it, I've seen it three times in six months. I went ahead and bought the, the Blu-ray after I watched it on Netflix. I thought it was amazing. Nice. But it's a film came out in 2016 called Hell or High Water. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. I mean, come on, man. You've seen this, obviously. Right? Yes, I have. Yeah. Okay. Really good film. Yeah. I, I, I just was floored by it. I mean, Jeff Bridges is one of the all times, in my opinion. And when he kind of sinks his teeth into this like kind of cowboy old Western kind of like He's found his market there, Jeff Bridges, with that sort yeah, of Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what the market is, you know what I mean? But what I'm trying what I'm trying to describe, but just kind of this like gritty kind of US Texas Marshall kind of dude, you know. Pretty much. Uh, and he's done it a few times now, but I feel like he really nailed it here. I I don't know, but I feel like he got nominated for the Oscar for this. I feel like I, I remember think he, I think he did. Yeah, I remember that being like in the discussion. I thought Chris Pine was great in this in a role that's really different for him. I mean, he's really more kind of like a charming charismatic kind of like rom-com type dude is the way i kind of view him and in this yeah, movie yeah in this movie he was very much more yeah I mean, it was much more of a dramatic role obviously and he was he was kind of the centered figure in this kind of duo between these two brothers and ben foster i mean remains just one of my fa- i mean he is always you know how they say some actors are phoning it in I've yeah. never, I've never seen Ben Foster phone it in. Nah, he's Everything always putting in a great performance. Oh yeah, I mean, just unbelievable. And if you guys haven't seen Hell or High Water, uh, check it out. I mean, I, I waited way too long to see it. I didn't see it till it was already about three or four years old. And I would say get on it because it is, uh, it's an amazing film and it, it has a really cool ending. Uh, there's a great score in this movie that. Uh, God, I can't remember the oh Nick Cave of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds uh, mm-hmm. is a musician that I fell in love with in the '90s. Uh, helped on the score on this movie, so it's really kind of ominous. Got an ominous tone throughout. There was definitely a, uh, a, a I won't spoil it, but there was a death about three quarters of the way through it that really that really shocked me. Like I didn't expect mm-hmm. one of these things to happen, and it was out of nowhere, and it really worked very very well in terms of. You know the camaraderie and the relationships that have been set up throughout the film. I, I'm trying not mm-hmm. to spoil it here, but man, yeah, it, like that, that threw me through a loop when I saw them. Like, whoa! I cannot believe they actually just went there. It was just it wasn't telegraphed or anything. Right. No, I remember that it was tough for me too. Yep. 
that was, that was a good that was a good plot twist. I know what you're talking about, but I don't want to give it away either. <laughs> <laughs> I want people to go watch it. But yeah, directed by David McKenzie, came out in 2016. Hell or High Water is my number four. I uh, didn't make your list though, huh? No, it didn't. All right, that's cool. Well, hey, I mean, minimal crossover is good, so I like that. All right, so what's your number three, Hendo? We're up to you, brother. Okay, I think this is going to be the controversial one. Mm-hmm. Okay, it is Die Hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, hang here on, we go. Hang, oh, hang on. <laughs> let, me, let me process this first. Hold on. All right, just think about die it. Die Hard, Die Hard. Yeah. Uh, heist? Yeah. Um, okay, I mean, you're, you're talking about from the terrorist point of view, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. That's Any excuse for me to get a Die Hard on this list? <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, and it, like obviously, like you look at you look at Hans Gruber and the terrorists. What are they doing? They're planning this massive, elaborate heist film. It's sure, yeah. but is that the narrative that? Dr- I mean, well, I guess yeah, I guess kind of it is. I was going to say it depends I guess- on who, who you're looking through the lens. Like I, I see this as a Hans Gruber film, Gerald. That that's how I take this. Film. <laughs> nah, I was ready for that. the bad guys. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I mean, Hans Gruber was amazing in this. Alan uh, Rickman. If you look at just the just the section of them like taking down, the, doing this heist, it's so it's so elaborate and set up. Like they they plan all these different things throughout the film for to work perfect. Like you know how they have to get the the light shut out for the safe to open up, and he's like five steps ahead of everyone throughout this film. Those idiot FBI agents have no idea what they're doing. They think they're hot shit, but he knows exactly their plan, their playbook. He does a beat for beat. He has the whole thing set up. If it's not for this bloody asshole John McClane, who just happens to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, yeah. then these these heroes, Hans Gruber and his team, they would have they would have uh, got this heist <laughs> sorted. They would have got the money and they would have been off into the sunset. Yeah, sure. No, <laughs> I love it. I did not. I didn't listen to your episode, so I didn't know, and I did not see that coming. How was this? Was this one that you drafted yourself on that? Yeah, we we definitely How'd drafted. Go? We definitely got some flack from uh, the Roughhouse Roughhouse podcast who we were up against that oh, time. Oh man! I mean, did you have to dig to kind of turn this into a heist movie, or has this always been? Have you always considered it such? I it became a heist film when I started looking at things to put on for heist films. <laughs> Nice. So you were you were trying to dig deep there, huh? Well, oh, I mean, yeah. obviously, Die Hard's a classic. Where do you fall in the Christmas movie debate? That's a Christmas movie. Okay, all right. Yeah, I watch. <laughs> I watch it. Every, I watch it every Christmas. You know, that's what's weird, man. Uh, we, uh, me and my buddy Dan and Ashley over there a few years ago did tangential Christmas movies, and and we discussed it. I, I feel like it's more of a movie that takes place at Christmas. Yeah, as a far uh, to a Christmas movie, but I'm getting very nitpicky. But yeah, if you, you know want, I mean? if you want to split the criteria, then you can say, yeah, it takes place at Christmas. But yeah, that, for me, that's yeah. still a Christmas movie. Like, <laughs> come yeah. on, man, it's a heist movie. Come on, guys. Yeah, it's a Christmas heist movie. <laughs> we <should laughs> Let's do get that really niche. How would we really get that list narrowed down? Wow. <laughs> All right, so Die Hard, you're number three. Hey, obviously, I love it. Great movie. So can't argue awesome. with that. All right, so you already mentioned my number three, but it's Ocean's Eleven. Oh, fantastic. Uh, from 2001, Steven Soderbergh, who is also going to be mentioned later on my list in my honorable mentions. Uh, he's got a really cool style of filmmaking. I love, I won't say all of them, but I love most of his his pictures. I like his style of directing. And to me, you know, we talked about this on the show before. In fact, me and Andy did when we did our Hollywood hunks. <laughs> because <laughs> because Clooney and Pitt both made yeah. our top fives. And I feel, come on, man, this is just, they're just the... You mentioned it earlier, but just a picture of cool. I mean, they are just so cool. They are this generation's Rat Pack. Uh, and there's other actors in there that, you know, some were big at the time and others have gone on to be big. I mean, obviously, Matt Damon's in there. Um, 
Scott Con, Casey Affleck. Yeah, I mean, just just a great cast up and down the call sheet, and this is just such a fun movie. You know, it's just a, a fun watch. Julia Roberts, in my opinion, in her prime, in my opinion, in 2001, was looking good. You know, she's 11. <laughs> uh, so I thought that was a great casting as well. But I mean, Clooney and Pitt and then Soderbergh's direction. I was a big fan of this movie, man. And you are, you already talked about it. But I just think this is such a fun watch. I remember when I went to Vegas, I had never actually been to Las Vegas. And my wife and I went, uh, geez, it's been probably seven, six, seven years ago now. It was before yeah. my son was born. So it must have been about seven years ago. And um, I remember... Like that city now to me, I just think about this movie when I think about Las Vegas, which is crazy because Las Vegas is obviously, you know, transcended everything. Uh, but it mm-hmm. just harnessed that life in Vegas so well and it just made it seem so cool and so fun. And yeah, they're playing this really elaborate heist as well. And it was it was I thought it was an awesome watch and I love the the, re, the rewatchability on this one's really high too. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. So that's my number three. So that's our first crossover i don't know if it'll be the only but that's our first crossover so we're okay. up to our runner-ups daniel what do you got man what's your number two okay this is one of the films i think the only film from uh, our previous list that we did together this is the usual suspects all right you all know the drill when your number is called step forward and repeat the phrase you've been given understand number one step forward Hand me the keys, you fucking cocksucker. Number two, step forward. Give me the fucking keys, you fucking cocksucker, motherfucker! Knock it off, get back. Number three, step forward. (laughs) Hand me the keys, you cocksucker. In English, please. Excuse me. In English. How many fucking keys? You cocksucker, what the fuck? <laughs> Number four, step forward. It was bullshit. The whole rap was a setup. Hand me the keys, you fucking cocksucker. It was all the cops' fault. You don't put guys like that into a room together. Who knows what can happen? Yeah, some honorable mentions. You know what? I thought you were going to name this because of that discussion. We did, uh, well, we did movie yeah. endings, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's a great one. And I think I told you on that episode, too, that I just I need to rewatch this, man. Like, yeah. why haven't I oh, seen I, this in like 15 years? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. But go ahead. Talk about it a little bit. Yeah. For me, this is one of my all time favorite films, not just for the you know amazing ending that it had, but the whole setup of how they delivered that story. This whole, this new way of telling this. Uh, was it? Uh, what's the what's the way you call it? Uh, the the protagonist isn't isn't saying like the it's the fake story from the protagonist the right the unreliable unreliable narrator that's that's what it's called I'd never seen anything like this when I watched this for the first time so when they're talking about the heist that they're doing here and it's actually got like a kind of uh, several little multiple heists in here culminating with the big one towards the end which just goes you know up the shit like it just nothing goes right for them and the way. Uh, Verbal Kin explains the story throughout the film it works so well like you get the chemistry here between these five guys as well and you know some of their one-liners they say to each other and the backlash between all four of them or five of them actually and you not knowing who is playing who and who is up to who is up to what and who is saying who they are mm-hmm. I think it all works really really well culminating in that great great ending it's it's e- it's a very easy rewatch film as well like Gerald you got to get back onto I it and, and check it. it out yeah yeah 
yeah, I need to do it. And, you know, I get so behind, but now with, with the quarantine, I mean, I'm quote unquote essential. So I'm still going to work, you know, yeah. all, all the freaking time, but, <laughs> uh, it's just tough when it's not like a family friendly movie because all the kids run around the house and not having school right now, but I want to revisit it. Um, I just got to find the time to squeeze it in because this is the second time that Hendo has told me to get my shit together <laughs> on my show. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a high it's a great heist movie and it's a great uh, movie ending i can't do you remember where you put it on movie endings i probably got the uh, list here actually i think it was number let two as well let me tell everyone actually it was yeah it was your number yeah. two yeah. yeah only only beaten out by saw was your number one movie ending <laughs> if yeah. you remember that or not <laughs> all right so uh the usual suspects is your number two good pick buddy all right, so my number two is the quote is the quote unquote kind of abstract controversial pick for okay. me. All right, so we'll see what you think. Now you kind of you said Die Hard, and you let me think about it for a second. So I'll say this movie, and I'll let you think about it for a second. This is the one that I kind of got my wife's confirmation that I could include in this list. Uh, is Raising Arizona by the Coen Brothers? Gerald, I have not seen Raising Arizona. <laughs> oh, so you can't police me on it? No, I can't. Okay. They got a name for people like you, hi. That name is called recidivism. Repeat offender. Not a pretty name, is it, hi? No, sir. That's one bonehead name, but that ain't me anymore. You're not just telling us what we want to hear. No, sir, no way. Because we just want to hear the truth. Well, then I guess I am telling you what you want to hear. Boy, didn't we just tell you not to do that? Yes, sir. Okay, then. Well, you need to, brother. I mean, this is early Coen Brothers and early Nicolas Cage. I want to say it's 1987. I've actually got it here in front of me, but it was in the 80s for sure. Let's see. Uh, yeah, 87. Okay. So, you know the premise or no? I know nothing about this film. Holy shit, are you serious? Okay, well, I'm yeah. not going to... I won't spoil the end or whatever, but the general plot of this movie is that Nicolas Cage... <laughs> by the way, this movie is fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, but Nicolas Cage plays an ex-con. Right. And he okay. he ends up falling in love with Holly Hunter because she's a policewoman at the station that he continually gets arrested at. So that's the setup. <laughs> so that's how they meet. She's always there taking his fingerprints, you know, processing his photos and whatever when he gets arrested. So they meet. He gets out of jail. They get married, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so the general narrative of the story is they can't have children. Uh, she's barren. They can't have kids. So okay. they des- they decide to kidnap um, one of these, like this, uh, wealthy lady in the community has like eight children at one time, like octuplets. And they decide, well, she's got too many kids and we don't have any, we're going to steal one of hers. So the heist is Nicholas Cage and Holly Hunter devising this plan to kidnap, uh, one of the kind of like million dollar babies that was just born from okay. this, from this mansion in Arizona. And then there also are actually a few bank robberies that take place in the movie, too, because there's an underlying storyline with John Goodman and his brother. They're also convicts who escape from prison and they're addicted to like robbing banks and like it's a whole thing going on and kind of a subplot. But yeah, you need to see it, man. It's like Coen Brothers humor. It's like that kind of like kind of like dry Big Lebowski type humor. Um, But Nicholas, this is this is my favorite Nicholas Cage performance. Oh, I've got to say it now. I I love him in this movie, man. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, raising Arizona. So I won't. I won't tell you how it ends because I okay. need to check it out, man. I can't believe you haven't seen that. Yeah, I. I was amazed when I went back and looked at all the Coen Brothers films that I hadn't seen, and like, a lot of the earlier stuff I haven't. So I really need to do a big like Coen's brother marathon and knock out a whole bunch of those oh. earlier ones. 
Oh, you will you will lose your shit at Raising Arizona. It is so good. <laughs> it is like classic Coen Brothers. It's so funny. Nicholas Cage is just like I said. I mean, in my opinion, the best that he's. It's such a subdued Cage, which I love. Yeah. Because, you know, we always get what we're familiar with with Cage, which is like over the top, kind of like overacting almost. And Raising Arizona is so quiet, so subdued. He plays this kind of like just feeble-minded, innocent guy. And I don't know, it's a really different thing for him. And I just love it. He nails it in this movie. I'll, tell you, Hall- what, I'll tell you what, Gerald. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, I'll, I'll have watched it. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, and then you can actually hit me up and let you say, yeah, yeah, this is a heist movie or no, you're full of shit. This is not a heist movie. <laughs> hey, if you're going to let me have Die Hard, I'll let you have Raising Arizona. <laughs> so, we'll see what the what the listeners think. But it is to me, and I it wasn't on my list for a long time because, like I said, I've had this list together for several months. And uh, it wasn't on my list initially. And then I just kind of squeezed it in yesterday because I was like, this, nice. is, this is it. It counts, just, it counts. We just did Nicolas Cage movies. I just did that with Doug from Good Times, Great Movies. That yeah. it hasn't it hasn't aired yet, but uh, that's what made me made me think of it because it came up on that obviously because I like I said I feel like it's his best performance. Yeah. So that's why I was like thinking about. It. I was like I, I think actually this might actually be a heist movie too. Um, so yeah, I love it. So I snuck it on there. So it's my number two, Raising Arizona, and I cannot wait until you watch it so you can give me your impression of that film. Absolutely. All right, Hendo, so we flew through it, man, but we are up to our top spot, our number one heist movies. What is your number one, brother? All right, so the, the uh, from five to two, we're all uh, heists based around they wanted to get some money. They're trying to make some money from these heists. Mm-hmm. But what, what if we went a different route here and we had a, a heist of the mind because mm. it's Inception. They say we only use a fraction of our brain's true potential. Now, that's when we're awake, when we're asleep. Our mind can do almost anything. Such as? Well, imagine you're designing a building, right? You consciously create each aspect. But sometimes it feels like it's almost creating itself, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah like I'm discovering it. Genuine inspiration, right? Mm-hmm. Now, in a dream, our mind continuously does this. We create and perceive our world simultaneously, and our mind does this so well that we don't even know what's happening. That allows us to get right in the middle of that process. How? By taking over the creating part. Now, this is where I need you. You create the world of the dream. We bring the subject into that dream, and they fill it with their subconscious. How could I ever acquire enough detail to make them think that it's reality? Well, dreams, they feel real while we're in them, right? It's only when we wake up that we realize something is actually strange. Let me ask you a question. You, you never really remember the beginning of a dream, do you? You always wind up right in the middle of what's going on. I guess, yeah. So how did we end up here? Well, we just came from the... Uh... Think about it, Ariadne. How did you get here? Where are you right now? We're dreaming? You're actually in the middle of the workshop right now, sleeping. This is your first lesson in shared dreaming. Yeah, I thought about this too, and yeah. I I agree. I agree that it's a mind heist, which is an amazing concept. And uh, Christopher Nolan can't stop fucking with time and <laughs> fucking fucking with your mind, and he's just, amazing at it. He just fucks with everyone. This is Christopher uh, Nolan guy. Yeah, man, it's a, I, I really hope the theaters are safe again before Tenet comes out. I don't oh, know I cannot wait for that to come um, out. I really, really hope we can get to see that soon when when everything gets sorted. Because I feel like that's one that you you really need to see the theater. I mean, I've only seen the oh, trailer. Absolutely. I'm like, you guys see this in the theater. 
But yeah, yeah so so Inception. So yeah, talk a little bit about why this is your favorite heist movie. It just it just blows me away every time I see it. Like just the I don't know how does someone create this film? How does someone come up with this in their own mind? It's like did someone heist his mind to to pick this? It's it's ridiculous how right. you can come up with all these concepts and ideas and do the multi layered you know different thought uh, dream levels and and how the time uh, dif- differentiates between each one. The way it looks as well, like a lot, lot of practical action in this film. The way, especially that uh, that uh, hallway scene when they're bouncing off the walls and that, that looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. The, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio is fantastic in this film. He's very subtle in this film. He puts in a great performance, you know, with his uh, the torment he has with his wife and his kids, just just subtly there while he's trying to really, you know. Killian Murphy's brain about trying to in- implement this idea into his mind. Like it's fa- it's fantastic how this this plot comes about and the way mm-hmm. it's it's handled from the start to the finish. And again, that ending is fantastic. Uh, I don't know. I, like we we're, we're really equating uh, heist films to endings as well with my list here with Inception and the Usual Suspects. But I could watch this many many times. We've done an episode on this, and yeah, Dean Dean and I just got stuck into this film. Like there was no tomorrow. It was it's a fantastic film. Easily my number one. Yeah, I love I love this movie too, and I I feel like that was on your movie endings too, wasn't it? I think I, I, I think I maybe I, had on. it as an honorable mention. Uh, I've got it here. Yeah, I know we talked about it, so it must have been in your honorables on yeah. movie endings. But yeah, obviously it is a very ambiguous and just a, a memorable ending. Yeah, great film. I mean, you are you nailed it, brother. I mean, I I love that movie too. So I I didn't know if you were gonna do it for this list, but I absolutely agree with it because it is a mind heist. I mean, that's the way it's. I, I feel like they use that on the poster. I think uh, something like the tagline had something to do with. Yeah, something about mind and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah, I agree with it. I love Nolan. I love the pick. So Inception is your number one, man. Oh, I will so, spoil. I will, I'll spoil it for you as well, Gerald. Uh, that was our number one draft pick in the heist film yeah, draft okay. as well. <laughs> and you guys took it first. We definitely did. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's, it's going to get you votes. It's a great movie. So <laughs> why not? Right. Why not? I still need to do. Um, I think I'm going to have. I can't remember. I want to say Paul from the countdown was going to do it with me, but I still need to do Nolan, uh, like Christopher Nolan scenes or characters. I like doing those ep- top five episodes that are like, you know, specific to one director. Like we did yeah. Spielberg and we did Tim Burton at one point. You know what I mean? Yeah, that'd be so great. So I want to I do like a Christopher, like top five Christopher Nolan characters over the, over the years in his films. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Inception, great pick, man. Ah. All right, brother. So here we go. So my number one, and I, honestly, I thought maybe it was going to be on your list. I feel like... I've heard either you or Dean or both talk about it before, but you know my memories bleed together these days. But I <laughs> think I've heard you guys talk about this movie before. Uh, so I was like, maybe he'll sneak it in, but you didn't. So we didn't have crossover on it. My number one is uh, the oldest film on my list. It came out in 1991 uh, by Catherine Bigelow. It's Point Break. You act like nothing happened. Relax, Nathaniel. Don't tell me to relax, Bodie. He's a fucking federal agent. Should have shot him when I had the chance. I'll deal with that fucking cop. No, Rosie. Do you realize that we have hit 30 banks in three years and they haven't been able to touch us? And all this does is up the stakes of the game. Fuck the stakes, Bodie. I mean, the only person this is a game to is you, man. This is real. I mean, this is serious shit, and I am scared, okay? So I say we get the fuck out of here now, tonight, okay? You run, you die. Come on, think about it. 
This was never about money for us. It was about us against the system. That system that kills the human spirit. We stand for something. To those dead souls inching along the freeways in their metal coffins, we show them that the human spirit is still alive. So you trust me? Okay. Then don't worry about this guy. I know exactly what to do with him. Uh, no, I don't think we would have spoken about that film. I don't know why. I felt like, I, unless you talked about the piece of shit remake, maybe. But I felt like Definitely I not. heard you guys <laughs> talk about that. But yeah, have you seen Point Break? I have seen it. I've only seen it once, though. Okay. Uh, and oh, I liked it. It was, I, I saw it very recent, though, so I didn't grow up with it. So I don't have that nostalgia for it. But I still really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's pure adrenaline, man. I mean, this movie is just like a fucking thrill ride from the opening <laughs> frame. Catherine Bigelow is one of my favorite filmmakers, obviously. The Hurt Locker, Zero Dark Thirty. She has a very kind of like manic way of filmmaking that kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat. And that's what it's designed to do. And this was very early in her career. And I mean, Keanu Reeves, you know, I mean, love him or hate him. This is he was perfect. Keanu, like this movie was literally tailor made for him and for his style of acting, kind of like that surfer dude kind of mentality. Uh, Honestly, this and like Bill and Ted, I feel like we're like perfect (laughs) roles for him. You know what I mean? Uh, Patrick Swayze, who Nick Haskins loves, but Patrick Swayze doing his thing in Point Break. One of the best chase scenes in any movie is in this movie, and it's on foot. Yeah. When, Ke- when Keanu is chasing him through the streets of this town and through people's homes and down these back alleyways, and they end up in this really huge, like, storm drain. And uh, they, they're, uh, Patrick Swayze is wearing his mask, so. We know who they are, obviously. Their characters, the audience knows who they are, but they don't know who each other are. Uh, but now Patrick Swayze knows who he is because he doesn't have... Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like a yeah. whole, like... It just creates this whole, like, tension for the rest of the movie because you're like, well, we know that Patrick Swayze now knows who Johnny Utah is. Do you know what I mean? But they still continue to have their friendship. And, like... So it's really a tense movie, and it kind of puts you on the edge. I mean, Gary Busey in this in a supporting role is tremendous. <laughs> Some of the most memorable scenes in any action movie uh, come from Point Break. I just mentioned the chase scene, but uh, there's also a really cool scene uh, where they raid this house and uh, they're like, you know, have they have all these drugs in this house and they raid it and there a fight breaks out and uh, Keanu ends up fighting one of the dudes in the yard and his face comes like an inch from the lawnmower. Do you remember the scene I'm talking about? I actually don't remember that. He like holds his face up to the because the lawnmower is still on, you know, and he's uh-huh. like pushing his face toward the blade of the mower and Keanu has to fight his way out of that. And uh, Anthony Kiedis of the Red Hot Chili Peppers is actually one of the actors in that scene, which I I thought was kind of cool, kind of a cool connection. But yeah, I mean, it's pure 90s, right? I mean, it came out in 91. It it definitely feels like the 90s, but it's a it's a pulse pounding action movie. I love Catherine Bigelow. I love all the actors in it. And it's clearly a heist movie. They wear the the dead president's mask and they rob banks. I mean, that's their thing. So I feel like um, this is Keanu's sort of a transitioning point as well. Like you mentioned this, the the stoner cop sort of person. Like he was Bill and Ted, he, like he was the stoner in that. Then he goes to this and then like he transitions to just the straight cop in speed coming up. Speed, right. Yeah. 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 You're right, man. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that you've seen that one. I know you didn't see Raising Arizona, so I would have been bummed if you didn't see either one of my top <laughs> two, man. But yeah, Point Break from 91, not the fucking remake. What a shit show that was. I, I avoided uh, that like the plague. 
wow, that was brutal, bro. I went to see it in the theaters. I couldn't really escape. Uh, but that was, <laughs> yeah, that was rough as far as remakes go. But yeah, Point Break uh, from 91 is my number one. So there we go, Hendo. Why don't you give everyone a quick wrap up of your five again, man? All right. My number five was Ocean's Eleven. Number four is Reservoir Dogs. Number three is the classic heist film Die Hard. Number two <laughs> is The Usual Suspects. And number one is Inception. <laughs> nice, man. Classic heist film Die Hard. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, my top five were number five was The Town. Number four was Hell or High Water. Number three was Ocean's Eleven. My number two was Raising Arizona. And as discussed just now, my number one was Point Break from 1991. All right, Hendo. So we're going to head over to social media to wrap up the show here in a few minutes. But before we do that, you know I like to round up my top 10 for my honorable mentions. I assume you brought some honorables with you as well? I did indeed. What do you got, man? So... Uh- like at six and seven, I've got the the Guy Ritchie duo. I've got Snatch and Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. All right, yeah, for their diamond heist and their, I guess, bit of a money heist, but shotgun heist as well for that one. Sure. I have Heat at number eight. That could possibly go up higher if uh, after a rewatch. I really need to watch it again before I get a, a better opinion on the film. But it's still up there, definitely. Number nine, I have Baby Driver, purely mm-hmm. for just class and su- suave and sophistication for that film, and the way it's the way it's directed by Edgar Wright is fantastic. I agree. And for a bit of bit, for a bit of schlock and cheese here, my number ten. Why not? You got to you got to add a Fast and Furious film. You got to go Fast Five out of all those I films. Said, yeah, I was gonna say if it's Fast yeah. Five, I agree with you. I almost put it at my number ten as well. It didn't yeah. quite make it, but yeah, it, pro- it would probably be my eleven. Yeah, my wife's a big Fast and Furious fan, and she's like, oh, I want to watch a film. We'll put on Fast Five. Put on Fast Five. Oh, she loves them. She loves all these films. That's crazy. You don't hear that. You don't hear that usually. It's usually the husbands that are big fans. (laughs) I mean, I don't mind them. There's some some that are pretty bad, but some are actually, you know, decent watches, like popcorn films for sure. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, Fast Five is, in my opinion, at least the best that I've seen. I haven't seen all of them, but it's the best one. Yeah, Fast Five is the best one. Yeah, no doubt. I remember I just really, really liked Fast Five when I saw it in a theater. I went back and saw it a couple more times. And yeah, it's nice. a good film. So you mentioned, I'm going to give my honorable, but before you do, you mentioned Heat. Yes. Uh, I think you said it was your number eight. So I just want to come clean. This is a blind spot for me. I've never seen Heat. And Ooh. I, it's on my to-do list. I'm actually going to be going on a podcast to talk about it <laughs> in two weeks. So I'm like, oh shit, I've got to fucking make sure I see you that. to get some prep going. Uh, but yeah, my buddy, our buddy, mutual friend, I think you are familiar with him too, Travis Crawford. He uh, has a podcast and he does this thing where he has a guest on that's never seen like a super popular movie that the masses have seen. Yeah. And uh, he asked me and I was like, I've never, I actually never saw Heat. And, uh, you know, I guess he pulls from the IMDb top 100 or whatever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I really got to see that one, man. And I, I it's on my, I actually am going to be seeing it in the next week or two. So. Oh, nice. Uh, but, but yeah, I heard that one was really good. So I'm glad to hear that you gave it some love this evening. I didn't want people to think that we were forgetting one of the greats, but I heard Heat is a great heist movie. So uh, to round out my top 10, you already mentioned a couple of them at number six would have been Reservoir Dogs. Cool. My number seven would have been The Usual Suspects. Nice. And, and then my other Quentin Tarantino pick is at number eight is Jackie Brown. Ah, yeah. That's not yeah, bad. That's not right. bad. I mean, Pam Greer, man, just all time. And this cast, I mean, come on, dude. I mean, I know everybody wanted to work with Tarantino after Pulp Fiction, and you could tell. Because yeah, <laughs> everybody, yeah. everybody that was working in Hollywood is in this movie. So, <laughs> uh, But yeah, great film, Jackie Brown. My number nine, another Steven Soderbergh that I told you you would hear is Logan Lucky, a pretty recent oh, film. Oh, Gerald, a, wait, wait, till you get, wait till you get to our heist draft. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the one okay. that gets discussed. 
Okay, all right. Well, I have to give that. I'm going to give that a listen. I was waiting for lots us to of shit slinging about that film. <laughs> I, I dug it, man. I, yeah, I think part of why I dug it personally is because I my dad was just a giant NASCAR fan. Yeah, okay. uh, and I grew up around that, and I actually lived about 15 minutes away from Charlotte Motor Speedway, which is where they're performing the high stat. So I had a very personal connection to it. Um, but I love—I mean, <laughs> I don't know why. It's really weird. I don't know why, but Ch- I just love Channing Tatum. I just think he's hilarious. I mean, like, I mean, I, I say, I say sh- uh, shit slinging. I, I, I like the film. I think it's—I think it's yeah, a pretty fun yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I could see how it could be divisive at the same time. You know what I mean? And especially if you're doing like an all-time list or whatever. I just loved it. And I, I saw it recently. I didn't see it when it came out. I saw it about, you know, seven or eight, nine months ago. So I dug it. I love Riley Keough. She's I, think, I think Daniel Craig is pretty funny in it. Daniel Craig is hilarious. <laughs> uh, just so such a different role for him. He's hilarious in it. Seth MacFarlane. I mean, it's I, I dug it, you know. And I think having that personal connection to it with, you know, where it took place was was part of it as well. Oh, definitely. And then that, my, that always helps. And then to round out my top 10 real quick was the Steve McQueen picture that came out last year called Widows. Yeah, I, I didn't get into it as much as everyone else did. I think it was still, I, th- I still thought it was pretty good, but it just didn't hit me as much as everyone else uh, did. Understood. Uh, understood. I, I dug it and I thought Viola Davis was a powerhouse in that movie, bro. I can agree uh, with that. Absolutely killed it, uh, as did a lot of people. I mean, Michelle Rodriguez was in there, Colin yeah. Farrell's in there. Uh, yeah, so uh, Widows, I really enjoyed last year. So that's my number 10 heist movie. All right, Hendo, we did it, man. We flew through it. You know, I like to shout out some fans online, brother. So if you're cool with it, let's head over to social media and see what the fans had to say. Absolutely. In the old, in the old suggestion box over there, brother. Now, we're, we're going to start on Twitter. Now, you know, on Twitter, I love the use of the gifts, <laughs> but sometimes sometimes I don't know the fucking movies. <laughs> Uh, and I don't, and I, I purposely try not to read these until we do the show. You know, I go through them. Yeah. So Paul Newman winking is probably is that Bonnie and Clyde? Was Paul Newman in Bonnie and Clyde? He Ooh, wasn't. Oh, right? that could be. Does he have a mustache? Yes. That'd be the sting. The sting. That's right. Yeah. So thank you so much. Hendo's <laughs> <laughs> here to translate gifts. But anyway, that I'm so sorry. That comes from Movie Madness, and they say Paul Newman in the sting there. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Real reviews over on Twitter says Heat Baby Driver Point Fucking Break. That's that's what they said. Nice Hell Hell or High Water and Quick Change. Quick Change. I've never heard of it. I think Quick is Quick Change. Uh, I don't want to sound like an idiot, but I feel like Quick Change might be Bill Murray, but that could be wrong. Mm. Ah, okay, I'm stumped. Yeah, me too, actually. But I know I've heard of it. I just can't place it in my head. Mario in the bar is a frequent uh, contributor. Thank you, Mario. He's got Lucky Number Eleven. With your boy, Bruce Willis. Not quite a heist movie like Die Hard, but I mean. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, nothing is. (laughs) That's a good one, though. That's a good flick. That's kind of under the radar pick. Haven't seen it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a good movie. Let's see. Uh, What is this? Uh, So Steve from from Everything I Love for Movies says there's only one answer. Hurricane heist. I don't don't know what. Stop it, Steve. Yeah, I don't know. He's getting crazy over there. <laughs> uh, Via VHS says there's one that stole his heart, which is uh, Hell or High Water. Nice. I agree. I agree. How about uh, Super Movie Bros? You know our boys over there. They've got Jane Rogue Dave. One. Rogue oh, One? Oh, yeah. That's not bad. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Like that's, def- that's definitely an underground. I wouldn't have thought of that, though. But yeah, Rogue One. And then they also said The Dirty Dozen. Okay. Yeah. They're not bad picks. I like it. And then, uh, let's see, D20S on Twitter says sneakers. Inside Man. Inside Man's a good one. That's Inside with, Man's uh, good. Denzel. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, so good picks there. Gidget Von LaRue 
uh, you know Gidget really well. Did you guys do the movie draft yet? Uh, there was there was uh, a bit of misinterpretation of time zones for me, <laughs> and I actually missed out on the grand final. I'm still. Oh, oh shit! Did they yeah. record it? Yeah, it was those three. I was stuck at work at the time that it wow. was getting done, so I am still super depressed and sad that I did not get to. Wow. Partake in the grand final. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't know that. I didn't mean to break. That would is probably a sore spot. I didn't know. Yeah, that. it still so cut, it still cuts deep at the moment. Uh, I'm so sorry, man. I didn't <laughs> know that. Right. I mean, you it's beat okay. you beat me to get there, so I don't know why they didn't fucking call me if you could go. <laughs> I mean, you know, if if Winners is listening, I mean, he dropped the ball there. But I think, All right, I think anyway, if anyone dropped the ball, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I'm sorry, man. I didn't know that. But Gidget, who was in the final for the movie draft, she says Ronan. Okay, Ronan yeah, is, like that. Uh, is that Pacino? That's Pacino, right? No, that's, De- that's De Niro. De Niro, Ronan, yeah. yeah. I was trying to place that one in my head, too. Uh, Shane Beauregard on Twitter says, heat, heat, and heat. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the Goods Podcast also shouted out heat. Pint O Comics has got Ocean's Eleven. Nice. Uh, there's a lot of shout outs for Michael Mann's Heat, including Jake and Tom, Conquer the World. Uh, the Cinema Guys say Fast Five. Awesome. Mackenzie Lambert's got Bowfinger. Interesting. I don't really remember hmm. Bowfinger. I, I, Murphy, guess, right? I guess in a way because they're, they've they tricked the, the film studio company into making a... Uh, no, they, they trick Eddie Murphy's celebrity into uh, starring in their movie without him ever knowing that he's actually in the film. That's not bad. <laughs> That's pretty good, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, what do you think about... Okay, so Dave Bunch over on Twitter says Guardians of the Galaxy Part 1. What do you think about that? Uh, what are they heisting there? The stone? I guess. I don't know. I was hoping you could tell me because I didn't think of that. <laughs> what is? I mean, that, that'd movie. be the only thing they're trying to, to steal, wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess that must be it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Must be it. Maybe I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it as a heist film. Yeah. Maybe if you're like, if you like love that movie, maybe. Uh, all right. Let's see. Uh, so we're going to go over to the Facebook fan page and wrap up Hendo. So these guys are great, yourself included. You know, we have a lot of fans over there that give feedback every week. So let's run through some of those. I'll try to see if there's some that have not been mentioned, but I think I think they went pretty popular popularized on some of these. So Justin from the Epic Film Guys, love that guy. He says Heat is in his top five of the genre, no question. Nice. Uh, a movie called Thief is also one of his favorites. Hmm, and, okay. And Drive. Oh, Drive, the Ryan Gosling uh, film I, I think he's talking about. Is that? Uh, uh, he, he, sa- he says he doesn't consider it solely a heist movie, but it is one I of I can't remember it heist. enough. I saw it once. Wasn't the biggest fan of it, so I can't. I, but I can't remember it. Yeah. I, I liked it, but I'm trying to remember what would have categorized it. I guess they are, actually. He's he's dry, It's kind of like a baby driver type plot. Okay. So I, I guess maybe, yeah. But yeah, I did like it. It's a, it's a good film. Nick Speransky's got Point Break. Yeah, yeah. And nice. uh, Justin, agreed, Justin agreed with him. Let's see. Uh, Aaron Tucker, a friend of mine and a friend to the show, has got a few here that we did not mention. He says The Italian Job. Did you like that one? Uh, the the remake? With, um, well, I'm assuming he means the remake. I know it is a remake, but I never actually saw the original. But the remake yeah, is Yeah, I, I haven't seen Mark the original. The, remakes, the remake was fine. Remake's fine. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. And he's also got Lucky Number Slevin, Inception, Snatch, Now You See Me, Catch Me If You Can, The Usual Suspects, and Reservoir Dogs. Mm, a couple uh, of good films in there. Has, Catch Me If You Can has a heist vibe, but I don't know that it's a heist movie. Well, I guess maybe it is, actually, because um, uh, DiCaprio's, hmm. you know, being a con man and stealing, like, you know, the fake checks and all that. So, like, maybe, I guess. Maybe. What do you th- it's a bit, of, bit of a stretch. <laughs> bit of a stretch. <laughs> we're, we're stretching for all these. We put Raising Arizona and Die Hard on our list, so yeah, we're like, yeah, of course talk. it is. <laughs> of course it's a heist movie. <laughs> um, okay, what else we got here? Let's see. 
Uh, Joey Mills, love that guy from Pop Goes the Culture. He says, usual suspects, point break, Fury Road. <laughs> Fury Road. Hmm, uh, okay, uh, what are we going to do here? Uh, what are what? they hosting? <laughs> I'm trying what? to. Are they we need Paul the right now. I was going to say, we need Paul in here right now. I, Fury Road, I don't know. Uh, he also says, now you see me, now you see me, and a fish called Wanda. I haven't seen so a fish all, called Wanda. I have. This has been a really long time. I'm on yeah. board with all those, but I need Joey to hit me up when he hears this to tell me how Fury Road, what they're heisting there. But uh, great movie. Yes. I, just <laughs> the, I just don't know what they're heisting. So the aforementioned Paul from the countdown, here's his top five. Now, you know how I know Fury Road's not a heist movie? Because Paul didn't mention it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but he did mention Inception. That's his other one that he Excellent. loves to mention. And he's also got The Usual Suspects, Baby Driver, Reservoir Dogs, and Lucky Number Slevin. So there's another mention nice. for that one. You need to get on that one, too. I I'll have to. Let's see. Uh, Julio from The Contrarians. Uh, I don't know this one, I don't think. he. But he... he kind of is trolling me a little bit because he says that he knows how much I love gifts that I don't know. (laughs) And it's old Michael Douglas saying second chances don't come around all that often. Would that movie is that? that? Wouldn't that be the the Wall Street sequel? The Money Never Sleeps one? Is it? That's that's a pure guess. He definitely looks like his character from Wall Street, but I don't know that I saw that sequel. All right. So who is just because of the whole second chances thing? (laughs) Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe. Uh, okay, sorry. <laughs> Let's see if there's some <laughs> gifts. Let's see if there's some gifts I know here. Patrick Sherwood, he's got Baby Driver. I know that one. He's got Drive, another mention for Drive with Ryan Gosling. Cool. Uh, uh, let's see, what else we got? Uh, Snatch, he's got. Excellent. Oh, somebody mentioned Raising Arizona. So oh, my there buddy, you go. Uh, my buddy Doug Wrightson, uh, an actual friend of mine who listens to the show, has got a gif of Nick Cage from Raising Arizona. So there's somebody's on board with me there. That's good. <laughs> And we got a, a few more to get through here, buddy. Uh, let's see. Chris Yaney's got The Killing, Inside Man, and Now You See Me. The Killing had a lot of shout outs online. I think that's an I think that's the first Stanley Kubrick movie, I think. Yeah, one of the yeah. one of the few I haven't seen. If that's the one that I'm thinking of, and I also have not seen that, but I saw it come up on several lists as one of the best heist movies. And I mean, obviously, if it's Kubrick, it's probably oh, really interesting. For sure. Um, Phil Rude says Heat, Ocean's Eleven, and a documentary called Man on Wire. Uh, did I see uh, Man on Wire? Well, I haven't seen that. I haven't either, but I wonder what, because I, I know what it's about. I wonder what, because he uh, is like tightrope or tightrope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's he heisting there? The rope? I was going to say, did you see that? No, I saw the I saw the <laughs> actual movie with Jason Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I feel like I, I don't think I've seen that documentary. It's just hard for me to know what he's heisting there, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> all these are like all these are like stumping us a little bit, but okay. Uh, Tony Vanden Bush, uh, great contributor to the show. She's got three classics here: uh, Bonnie and Clyde, The Sting, and Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Nice, all nice. great, just good, good, solid films. Pillars of this category for sure. Michael Hill, who's been on the show before, here's his list: The Italian Job, Ant Man. Uh, hey, hold that thought. Now, now you see me. <laughs> Now You See Me, Snatch, Inception, and Ocean's Eleven. Do you say, Now You See Me, Snatch? Now You See Me, Snatch? What? (laughs) Come on, bro. Ant-Man. Yeah, I I think think because he's a a prisoner and he needs to... Yeah, because I remember the, the punchline of the of the movie, like the joke was, you know, we need you to we need your prison skills to go in and like to break in and steal something for us. Okay, yeah. I don't know okay. what I don't know what he's supposed to be stealing, but he, he's definitely breaking in as Ant Man somewhere to steal. I something. wonder if I wonder if that was Julio's gif of Michael Douglas. I don't think that's the Michael Douglas from Ant Man though. <sighs> Could be. Uh, I don't know. Let me scroll. Nah, no, I don't think it is. Never mind. Just kidding, Julio. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> 
Um, let's see. What else we got here? So Travis Crawford, I just mentioned him earlier. I'm going to be going on his show to discuss heat hopefully very soon. Did he but he, says, he says <laughs> confidence is an underrated heist flick. I've never seen confidence. Have you? No, I haven't either. No, and then he says also go way back to Riffy. Or I'm sorry, Rafifi. I was actually waiting for someone to say that. I saw that on a bunch of lists. It's one that's uh, on my watch list. Yeah, I don't, but you haven't seen it. No. All right, so the last one, well, Amanda Inman said Fast Five. There you go. Nice. The last one I'll mention is Matt Lewinsky. You love this dude. Also comments every week, and he's got three that we have not mentioned, and they're all movies with number titles, so I don't know if he <laughs> did that on purpose, okay, but okay. Uh, 21, 30, minute, 30 minutes or less, and gone in 60 seconds. Oh, 30 minutes or less was shit. Sorry, mate. <laughs> I didn't see it, so I don't know. But <laughs> nah, I wasn't a fan. Uh, 21 I didn't see either but Gone in 60 Seconds with Nick Cage I saw yeah that's good entertaining yeah, so Matt one out of three is not bad buddy <laughs> I'm just kidding Matt I love you brother alright so that's it so uh, Daniel uh, we just did our top five heist movies man there we go we, we fit in Die Hard we fit in Raising Arizona and some great conversation I don't know how we did it but we did it I don't, I don't know how we did it either <laughs> <laughs> look man I hope you're staying safe over there brother I know it's a tough time and uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on I know you got the kids at the house there and you're trying to make things happen so it means a lot to me why don't you tell everybody where they can find you if they don't know already because the movie journey is one of my favorites man tell them where they can find thanks, you thanks mate uh, you can find the movie journey basically anywhere you find every other podcast out there if you, if you can find if you've got the two peas in the podcast you've got the movie journey just search for us on twitter at the movie journey facebook.com slash the movie journey anywhere anywhere search the movie journey and you will find us absolutely man and uh, give my best to dean I hope to come back on soon to your show too, man. Find something for me to do over there and I will be there for you, brother. And uh, again, Absolutely. thank you so We're much for being We're about halfway here. through our Lord of the Rings trilogy at the moment. Uh, yeah, don't, ha- don't have me on Lord for that. Lord of the Rings that. trilogy, we'll uh, be getting back on the Pod V Pods. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't have me on <laughs> for Lord of the Rings. I subject you to, you know, three hours. Uh, I, I always get a lot of shit from people in our circle, actually, because I never got into Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter. And I know you're doing Harry Potter now too, because I just saw your, your patron release. But I, I, yeah. I, just, I don't know why. It's not that I don't want to. I just, I don't know. I just don't have the energy to like just start a whole new like franchise. You know what I mean? It's not like one movie. It's like a fucking like way of life. Do you know what I'm saying? So. Oh yeah, it, it takes like a full day to watch all of them. <laughs> I just haven't done it yet. Man, but. <laughs> anyway, uh, me and Dan are gonna do this fun thing where he's gonna make me watch the Harry Potter movies. Um, and then put it on his Patreon, and I'm gonna make oh, him nice. watch. I'm gonna make him watch the Michael Myers franchise and put it on Ooh. my Patreon. So he's never seen those. I've never seen Harry Potter. So we're gonna do that whole thing, kind of trade off a little bit. So fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm patrons to both of you, so I'll definitely be looking forward to those. Oh, nice. You'll have a lot of content. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And thank you for your support. And thanks for being here, man. And I'll talk to you soon. Have me back over there anytime, and I'll, I'll be there for you, man. Absolutely, mate. Same back to you. All right, brother. So uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Find all of his information in the show notes. Make sure you look up Hendo and Dean over there at the Movie Generate. Until next week, we'll have another P on the pod and another top five for you. All right, man. Take care. Talk to you soon, brother. All right, bye. Thank you for listening. Two Peas is an independent podcast. 
We rely on donations from our executive producers in order to release new content weekly. Please check the show notes for a current list of all of our executive producers. If you would like to join them to help us continue to release great content, please visit 2PeasOnAPod at patreon.com or check out the show notes for this episode. Again, we sincerely thank you for listening.